Happy Tuesday. Welcome everyone to episode number 37 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz here alongside Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you doing this great Tuesday morning? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, you always prefer a win, but yeah, it's a short week, so let's get to it. That's it. There is a uh, quick turnaround. The Steelers will have an opportunity for redemption this Thursday against the Cleveland Browns. I just want to point out real fast, if my voice sounds jacked up, that's because I was at the game Sunday trying to give an extra advantage to the team. Obviously, it didn't work out. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of narratives emerging from the game from Steelers Nation, whether it's Matt Canada and the poor production from the offense, Najee Harris and his lack of vision, some purported infighting uh, in the huddle. Don't know if that's true or not, but we're going to talk about all that. And Jim, let's jump right in. 17-14 loss to the New England Patriots. The Steelers are 1-1 one one heading to Cleveland this Thursday. Your take from Sunday's game. Well, let's keep in mind that they're only a play away from 2-0. They're a play away from 0-2. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, uh, I expect this, okay? Uh, especially when the offense is as poor. And, uh, you know, the Mitch Trubisky thing, he is the bridge quarterback between a legend and a first-round draft pick. How many times were you chanting Kenny, Kenny, Kenny? I didn't chant Kenny. Okay. <laughs> I swear. So, I mean, it's to be expected, but it is – it's always um, disappointing to a degree. Um, it, 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 it just takes away what needs to be done, and that's what I wrote in my column that <clears throat> the offensive line needs work. Najee needs work. Um the uh, uh, the stars in the huddle needed calling out, um, you know, infighting. I think was uh, did you say bickering or infighting? Infighting. I think wanting the ball is a little different than infighting, but uh, you know, calling it out, getting it settled, working on all that. Everybody's so new on offense, working on a defense without TJ, developing another pass rusher, developing another scheme. All of that takes work and. Uh, I think they would put the work in even if they had gotten that extra play and won the game. But this brings it home all the more succinctly. They they need to grind on, mm-hmm. and they need not listen to Steelers Nation fan base, however you put it, yeah. calling them out. And, you know, I, I I already feel it. People are coming at me. They 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 think they can go to the next level of uh, – um, Someone who they can vent to, and then maybe I don't know. Uh, will, will our podcast influence things? Will Coach Tom watch our podcast and say, oh, You know what? That Jeremy he makes some good points, and he does travel all the way from Philly. He's a, I think Tom is a subscriber. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that, but the team does get uh, you know, we're in the clips. I'll, I'll, I will say that, so yeah. So if we look at this thing objectively, which is what we want to try to do, and we look at the offense and we look at Canada's play calling and just the execution, what are some of those things that you see they need to clean up? And it's going to be an ongoing process. It's it's not going to be pretty. But what are some things just in these couple of days of preparation for Cleveland that they can improve for Thursday to give themselves a good chance for victory? 
you know, in these turnaround games, you go with your core identity and maybe this will force them to look at what they do well, mm. if anything. Mm. So, and I know Mason Cole, uh, this year's center was talking about trying to find it. Nah, let's not go. I, I'm sorry. I, I, nobody has an identity right now. Mm-hmm. I know that was a story yesterday. Who has an identity? It's how, it's how you develop it now. So, uh, you know, they have to learn to run the ball. They have to take more shots deep. We know that. But running the ball will open that up. Passing game opens the running game, vice versa. Uh, I just worry that this Canada offense – attempted a running game and passing off of it with the short stuff to the tight end it's just bringing more people into the box i heard merle hodge talk about that and i have to agree mm-hmm. i don't know that there's any way you can open that box up and if you're going to throw so short you can hound you can hound those receivers one-on-one everybody is in such tight coverage on those short outs at short stuff it's such tight coverage especially to well-coached teams like new england yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting what they see as their core um, building blocks mm. to establishing that identity. Um, so we'll see Thursday what they believe they do best, because that's what they have to do on such a short day, short mm. week. So, Jim, so, I, I didn't mean to cut you off with the Mason nah. Cole stuff. I saw that story yesterday. I, I mean, I'm who just- has an identity right now? Especially a brand new offense. Everybody's brand new. Yeah. So, Jim Lee, so just in terms of the Steelers coaching staff itself, I know that there's an element of self-study that goes in looking at tendencies. How, how will that play out this week with Canada? Does he sit down with Tomlin? Do they review the, the film together? Or how do they evaluate and make changes? Sure. Uh, uh, they sit down together and evaluate and make changes. <laughs> that's straight ahead i mean you know we learned this with the defensive coordinator last year when the fan base was shocked that the coach runs the coordinator Mm -hmm. and he's going to do it on offense too Uh, you know it's offense isn't his specialty so he'll give more leeway to the offensive coordinator but in situations like this oh yeah he's going to sit down they're going to sit down with trubisky and they're going to pour through it what do you do well but they have to find what they do well and what's interesting is when he said, and I, I wrote it in my takeaways column today on Tomlin's press conference, Tomlin said, you know, we can't just say to Chooks and Dan, good luck with with uh, Miles Garrett. And, you know, he had assumed Jadavian Clowney is going to play. He's injured right now. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but that's two good pass rushers, two excellent, one really good pass rusher. So he said, we're going to have to do, uh, we can't just say good luck to our tackles meaning we have to do something schematically. Now, does that mean more 12 personnel? Craig Wolfley's been calling for that, meaning two tight ends. They have two good tight ends. Okay, now, can you? does that give you a base to build an identity? Does mm-hmm. that get your running game going? They're not using much of it, and they have two good tight ends. Zach Gentry, that, that dude can block. He's big. He's 6'8", as they call him, 6'12". So... <laughs> You know, that's a start. And, you know, Fryermuth has enough big play potential where you can get big plays out of your 12 personnel in just doing that to attempt to block the pass rushers. So maybe something develops out of that. Yeah. But as far as what the answers are, oh, man, I, you know, I'm just a reporter. 
I, I, I mean, you know, take, I, I just kept saying in the press box that Will Graves was sitting next to me. He was laughing. I kept, I said, time to strike. I don't know if he was laughing because he knew they wouldn't strike or try. <laughs> I mean, they're at the 40 yard line. I would say time to strike, you know, because with Ben, you, you pretty much predicted when the time to strike was yeah. and he would follow through on it. Yeah. It's just nothing. Just uh, very, very few chances deep down the field. Eh. Right. Well, one guy that this offense is going to have to see better play from is Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, through two games, we've seen some good, we've seen some, some bad. What did you see that was encouraging about his game on Sunday? And where do you think he's got to make the biggest strides in between now and Cleveland? Yeah. You know, I, I like that he called out the, the coordinator a bit and the huddle a bit. And he wants to get all that straight. Do it. Mm. Um, so I, I like his leadership. You know, he's an inconsistent passer. Mm-hmm. He missed that wheel route. That was a great call. You know, people want to put it on a coordinator. Every now and then there's some great calls. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with his base, but uh, – you know, with the, all the jet sweeps and packing the box. But, I mean, there's some good calls. And, you know, as far as throwing to George Pickens, you saw what happened. There was a miscommunication. He kept running. Trubisky threw the back shoulder fade. That's what happens with rookie receivers. It always happens. I know the hyperventilation in training camp was strong on him. But, it, I mean, we've seen rookies do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what kept me – from going overboard on George Pickens. You won't see it at Steel City Insider. We didn't overdo him. And he's she obviously has talent, but I, I think it's just a bit much. He, he he's a rookie receiver. It takes takes time for rookie receivers. It really does. Right. Right. And then the question probably everybody in Steelers Nation is going to bring up, and it's it's only going to get stronger every week, especially if the quarterback play is mediocre. The Kenny Pickett chance did start in the third quarter. And maybe I did throw a couple Kennys out there. I'm not going to lie. But realistically, if he does come in as a starter, is that more of like a week six or seven thing? Or could it be sooner? How do you see it playing out with Kenny eventually getting his chance this year? I always think you all know. We all know when it's time. And, you know, my daughter's going to hate me for doing this. But look. She is their only uh, first-team all-conference player returning at Ohio U. She's a goalkeeper. She was first-team all-conference. And she was voted by her teammates team MVP. She's captain. She talks after film review. She goes over plays. Uh, she got a concussion the first week, and the coach has been working in a freshman, a walk-on freshman, who's done well. But the coach fell in love with her. And the coach might start her for the year. And my daughter's dejected. I said, hey, look. That puts the pressure on the coach. It puts the pressure on the freshman and because he's doing it backwards. It's not It's not the right way. You don't do it. Now, Mitch Trubisky's not a returning all-conference player. He's not team MVP. So, And Kenny Pickett is not an undrafted walk-on. So it's not as radical as what this soccer coach is trying to do. But still, it puts the pressure on the freshman unduly. And does the team – what does the team think when they look at this? Yeah, the coach loves uh, her shot blocking ability, but what are you doing? What are you doing to the to the vet? So I, I like how Tom was doing this. He's doing it like every other coach does it. The mm-hmm. pressure is on Trubisky. The pressure is on the coach. Those are the people that deserve the pressure. Yeah. It's not on Trubisky. So when he comes in, 
the team will know it's time. Yeah. And there's a lot less pressure. He can fail and it won't be a catastrophe. If this poor freshman fails, now what, now what happens? You lose a game or something? Hey, she might not. And they might win a championship. Great. That, that's great. Great for them. Great for the coach. It took a, a risky move. But you don't, I don't know that you make risky moves like that. You don't go out of the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all going to – hey, we're all – we all see Trubisky struggling, but he, he deserves time. He really does. You made the decision. He deserves an offensive line. He deserves a running back that it isn't, I don't know what Najee's problem is. It's the foot, he won't talk about the foot. Uh, whether he gained too much weight, whether he's overtrained, I I believe in being overtrained. Troy Polamalu talked to me about that, you know, before he uh, tried to make it when he was young. He overtrained. He it. it you have to listen to your body. There's a clock. You mm-hmm. can't be such a workaholic. Get off the field. Go in. Relax. Stretch out. Um, so I don't know what why Nazi looks so slow. Why he's so tentative. Uh, Jalen Warren looks good, but again, it's not the right move to make. Yeah. To Jalen Warren yet. We all we all want to shout about it, and I particularly do because Nazi doesn't seem to like me much at all. <laughs> so. Fine, get, get the other guy in there. So I have a running back I could talk to after the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a personal thing, but it's not what you do. You just don't. You just don't. Yeah. You know, it took uh, Willie Parker a while to unseat Bettis, and even Bettis became the legend in the end by being the mentor and all that. And things came around for Bettis. So um, it takes time, and he's got the rookie. His best deep threat or the rookie is a rookie, and his fastest guy is still out everybody's forgot about calvin austin maybe they need an injection of speed on that offense yeah they have kind of fast guys fast for big guys right they don't have that bullet speed it's going to worry a devin mccourty right right and i think the the thing to keep in mind too this is only week two steelers nation has a tendency to say that the sky is falling because of a three-point loss. I mean, you could be Cleveland losing 31-30 to a Joe Flacco-led New York Jets team or Baltimore Ravens team that has a <laughs> resounding lead, and then they blow it to the Dolphins. So I think perspective is in order here. And, Jim, let's just come over well, to the let, let me just add one more thing just to reiterate. It's expected. You know, Mitch Trubisky's in an impossible situation, replacing a legend, the only quarterback who's never been booed in Pittsburgh, and bridging to a first-round draft pick out of pit. This is impossible for him. <laughs> so to 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 not expect the Kenny chance in the home opener is yeah. is silly. So right. it's it's going to be a part of this. And really, it's just it will be like that in any city. Yep, yep. And whenever Kenny does get his chance, I'm sure that that place will go absolutely insane. Shifting ever quickly to the defensive side of the ball. First game without T.J. Watt, we saw the impact of him not being out there on the field. But again, it's going to take some time to adjust. Uh, DeMarvin Leal was really standing up as a defensive end, outside backer, hybrid type uh, player. Do you, you see anything from the defense encouraging moving forward, or do you think it's going to be a uh, insurmountable task with Watt out? Wow, it really kind of exposed them. It really showed how how valuable T.J. is. So. Uh, also, I think the last drive, uh, the uh, broadcast analyst made a good point when he said 100 plays last week in the heat. It, it was hot in Cincinnati. It was humid. And uh, and it was hot in Pittsburgh. 
at the end of the game, their offense had two, three and outs in the fourth quarter. People want to remark on the Steelers defense because of that last six minute drive. Well, okay, but let's, let's give them a break. And uh, being without TJ, you know, Cam was a defensive end at Ohio state and uh, he, he's a great interior player. He was blocked. He was blocked and he was blocked by a rookie this time. And new England is celebrating that rookie's game against Cam. And Cam wasn't always over that rookie. That rookie's getting a little too much uh, 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 glory for blocking Cam Hayward when Cam was moved all over the place. So that rookie had a good game against all comers, and it wasn't just Cam. But, you know, it's a fact of life that that one great pass rusher makes the other decent pass rushers look all the much better. Yes. And then you had all that heat, too. So... And still, it was still one play away, and that one play might have been a Keller Witherspoon jump, jump up, yeah. jump up, yeah. <laughs> jump up, Kello. Yeah, and you know, I, I wasn't as critical of him on that play. It, he was positioned appropriately. It was just a matter of, like you said, he just didn't didn't jump. But um, he's kind of got burned a little bit in social media. I've seen, but I, I'll kind of go on the defense for Witherspoon. I feel like he's been solid the first two weeks. Sure, he gave up that touchdown, but. I don't think he can get in any better position. He just has to make a play. Take the next step. Yeah. Take a great position. Now jump. Yeah. Jump. <laughs> Come on, kid. Jump. Yes. Jump. And that's what they have to do this Thursday. They got to be yeah. ready to jump. Um, and, and and Cam dropped uh, Cam Sutton. Yes. Uh, great hands. Uh, ben Roethlisberger on his show said that uh, he has some of the greatest hands he's ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, Cam was in the locker room just crushed, just yeah. crushed. Wouldn't take his uniform off. Everybody had left, and he was still sitting in front of his locker, slumped in his uniform. He was crushed, and it was that one play. Yeah. And of course, Gunner. Of course, Gunner's crushed. You know, Gunner dropped the punt two plays later. Mm-hmm. And somebody didn't line up over the Gunner. The Gunner who got the Gunner, probably. It was Levi Wallace. Okay. Yeah, that's what was reported. I, I forget who to credit for that. I just I, I thought James Pierre was always over there, but and maybe maybe Levi thought James Pierre was over there too. <laughs> but uh so um I thought that gunner I didn't watch that there was nobody in front of him. They called him hold up man. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch to see if the hold up man was there. I saw it on film though. There's nobody there. Yeah. Like, wow, that gunner got down there quick. Yeah. And then he just stood in front of Gunner's face. Did Gunner fall, call for a fair catch? I can't remember. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't believe so either. I mean, that guy was right in his face. Yeah. And that's what Tomlin said, either call a timeout or uh, Gunner's supposed to count the bodies. Mm-hmm. And you hate to use a, a second-half timeout, so at least just make the fair catch. And I guess he didn't. The guy was right in his face. He should have. Yeah. But Gunner wanted to make things happen against his ex. There, Hey, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, Coach Tomlin always talks about how adversity shows you the character of the team. They're definitely facing some now. And quick turnaround this Thursday in Cleveland. Any thoughts um, on the upcoming game before we close out here today, Jim? Uh, it's a grim situation. It's really – I expect them to be one and two. Uh it doesn't matter who's quarterback in Cleveland. This road game for Thursday night play teams after two emotional, uh, hard-fought, especially by the defense games, I, I, I mean, the offense is going to have to carry them. And what's the chance of that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's up up to the offense, you know. Is it up to Zach Gentry and the 12 personnel gang? 
hit the Michigan boy with the little tight end screen there. I know you love that play. Uh, it's been working. So I'm just going to keep saying I hate it. Yeah. So because it'll keep working then. Once I start saying, oh, it's all right, play, then he'll get chopped down like the Redwood. Well, so you're feeling you're feeling a little bearish on this game. I'm gonna in stock market terms, I'm feeling a little bullish. I think they get it done short, short week here. I think the the defense regroups and figures out a little bit better way to compensate for the absence of TJ. And I think they get the running game going. I think Najee gets it done. I think they get the W here and they go, you know, two AFC North wins, which is huge. Well, put this in stock market terms. I mean, this never happens. The visiting team on Thursdays, I don't know how. what's the metaphor for the stock market with a visiting team on a Thursday night that doesn't have much offense and missing their key pass rusher. I don't know. what You just you just say good luck to the stock market? Is that how you bet? Yeah, I don't know. What the, I'm still, still uh, young in the stock market game. I don't have the appropriate uh, – Analogy, but I'll, I'll have it for next time. <laughs> good, good luck with your stock market uh, work today. But uh, I'm not going to invest in a team on three days rest going on the road, no matter how short that road is. It's just an ugly situation. It really shouldn't be happening in today's NFL. Really shouldn't be happening. With 17 game schedule and some breathing room and expanded schedule, these teams that play on Thursday should not be playing on Sunday. Well. We're going to find out sooner rather than later, and that's going to do it for episode number 37. We want to thank all of you for watching and listening in today. Please make sure that you click that like and subscribe button. Please share with your family and friends. We appreciate it. Drop us a comment. Uh, We would love to feature that on the show. You can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider and give him a follow on Twitter at Jim, excuse me, Jim, at Jim Wexel. Check out my work at thestillstudy.com. Give me a follow at Still Study. We will see you next week after a Steelers victory over the Browns. Yeah. Have a Thanks, good one. Thanks, Jeremy. All right, take care.